You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. As we are halfway through the week, we are getting closer to the big NCAA tournament games. We had a couple last night and then two more tonight in the first four round. Tennessee is getting ready for its game on Friday night in Columbus, Ohio against Colgate. Coming up on today's show, in segment number one, the importance of guard play in the NCAA tournament. We've spent a lot of time this season talking about the way Tennessee's guards play, and it will likely be a factor with Tennessee's chances of advancing deep in the tournament. You'll hear from Dana O'Neill of The Athletic. She's written about Jordan Bone and Tennessee's basketball team this year. I'll go ahead and tell you, she is very high on Tennessee's chances of going to the Final Four and competing for a national championship. She'll talk about why that's the case and why it's important for Jordan Bone and company to play well for Tennessee. That's coming up in the first segment. In segment number two, there was an interesting decision in college football on Tuesday afternoon. Miami was able to get a waiver for a quarterback transfer, Tate Martell, to be eligible right away this year. Why that could potentially be good news for Tennessee's football team. I'll tell you about that coming up in the second segment of today's show. And in segment number three, some point spreads for individual football games came out for the 2019 season. One of those included the Tennessee-Florida game. I'll tell you about that number and what it indicates about the state of Tennessee football right now and what we look at long-term with Tennessee football. I'll get to all of that right here on Locked on Vols, available five days a week Anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, the third-party apps, and on your smartphone or your smart speaker, if you tell it to play podcast, Locked On V-O-L-S, you should be good to go with Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You hear it every year, the importance of guard play in the NCAA tournament. Earlier this season, when we were looking ahead to what Tennessee could do this year, what was the number one question most people had about Tennessee's basketball team? how the guards would play, how Jordan Bone and Jordan Bowden and Lamonte Turner would hold up, how they would develop. Would they play good enough defense? Would they take care of the basketball? Would they move it the right way? Would they help Tennessee get the right kind of shots? And as the season has gone along, Tennessee's guards have overall played really well. But in Tennessee's best performances, I think we would talk about the offense running through Grant Williams. He's almost like a half-court point forward for Tennessee. And that's when Tennessee's offense runs most smoothly. Now, with uh, Jordan Bone, when he has his outside shot falling, good luck defending him because his ability to drive and hit the pull-up mid-range jumper, that's almost unstoppable a lot of the time. He missed some shots against Auburn this past Sunday, but overall, Bone, when he's able to hit the outside shot, can do anything on the floor. That's when they're scary. If Lamonte Turner's hitting shots, if if he's getting back to that consistently, then Tennessee's going to play at a high level. The point is, Tennessee's guards need to play well. As much as we talk about Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, and as important as they are, because I still would say they lead Tennessee on the court and in the locker room, there are a lot of things that they do to drive Tennessee's basketball team. Jordan Bone is a part of that as well. That was something we talked to Dana O'Neill of The Athletic about on Sports 180 on Tuesday. The play of Jordan Bone and how important his performance and Tennessee's guards' performances would be in the NCAA tournament. 
Here's what Dana O'Neill said. It's absolutely huge. I mean, if you look back at, at the last few teams that have won national championships, you don't have to look too hard to figure out why they won. They've all had great guard play, starting with Villanova last year with Jalen Brunson and Jill, you know, Villanova in 2016 with Ryan Archidiakina, with Mark, Marcus Page at North Carolina. You, you don't. You can go back to Peyton Siva, Louisville. We could go on and on. Shabazz Napier. You don't win without a guard who knows what to do, how to handle the ball, how to direct tempo, and also understands, you know, i got to keep these guys together because it's not going to be perfect for 40 minutes in every game that we play. So I can't stress enough how critical Jordan Bone is to this team right now and has been all year. Dana, when you look at Tennessee's draw in that South region, what are your thoughts on where to, what kind of the, the road for Tennessee to possibly get to a Final Four? Well, I mean, I have to start out by, I guess, <laughs> prefacing what I say by saying, like, since October, I have had Tennessee in my national championship game, and I haven't changed my status. So I think they're going to manage their road, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, certainly you look through I don't think it's an easy region whatsoever. Um, you know, Cincinnati is, I think, underseated um, and probably is, you know, a difficult draw for Tennessee, especially in, in, in Columbia, assuming they get them, because – Tennessee, and we know Cincinnati. They're they're nasty. They're ugly. They like to ugly it up. They're tough. Not to say Tennessee is not, but that's not easy. You maybe get a Villanova, who I don't know. Um, this is certainly not Villanova's best team by any stretch, but I don't think anybody really wants to see them in their NCAA tournament bracket because they know what they're doing, um, and they can get really hot. Or you get Purdue, which has been very good under Matt Painter's and an admirable job with this team with Carson Edwards. And on the other side, of course, you got maybe Virginia, you know, who nobody is more desperate in this NCAA tournament than Virginia. So they will earn their way to Minneapolis, I think. But um, I just don't think you can overlook how much this team wants it um, and how probably angry they are after that SEC tournament final. Just big picture with Tennessee, and, and it's not complete because the tournament is still to go, but what would you say is the story of either this team or, or Tennessee basketball right now with Rick Barnes as the head coach? I think the story is, is very simple, that he, is, he has turned this thing around, if you will, far more quickly than anybody anticipated, and he's done it, I think, the way you're supposed to do it, which is you build a program to last. You don't go out and get quick fixes. You know, he turned guys who were very good, and Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, he made them better. They are better players for having played under Rick Barnes and for having gone through the strength and conditioning programs that he dictates. So, you know, I think basically you have a foundation now of what this program is going to be all about. And, you know, Rick Barnes has been around long enough. He's not going to recruit guys that don't fit that program. Um, so, you know, people talk about culture. I kind of hate that word because everybody throws it around and a handful of schools actually have one. And I think Tennessee now has one. Dana O'Neill of the athletic. How could you argue with that? She's probably right. Culture, that word is used all over the place, but it does apply to Tennessee's program right now and the way that it's been built the last few years. So you heard her say she has Tennessee in the championship game. She has thought uh, very highly of Tennessee's basketball team and the program under Rick Barnes. And I would also expect that she's right, that Tennessee's basketball team is probably mad at itself with the way that it played on Sunday and disappointed that it let a championship get away. Back-to-back weekends, Tennessee lost to Auburn costing itself a regular season co-championship and a tournament championship. There's one more opportunity for Tennessee to make up for it, and I'm sure the Vols are not going to 
let the opportunity slip away. Now, that doesn't mean Tennessee's going to go win a national title. It does not mean Tennessee's going to go to the Final Four. It is going to be a difficult road to get there, but Tennessee can beat Cincinnati or Iowa in the second round. Tennessee can beat Purdue if that's the opponent in the Sweet 16 or Villanova if Tennessee were to play that team. And in the Elite Eight, if Virginia is the opponent, and I think it probably would be, that would not be easy at all. Is it winnable? Absolutely it is. So the Final Four is something Tennessee can reach. The National Championship is something Tennessee can win. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to take improved play. I would also, again, repeat with the discussion of guard play, with the way that Jordan Bone plays and Bowden and Turner, defense is still going to be so important. If you look at the defensive efficiency numbers, Tennessee's okay. Tennessee, I think, is 34th in the country in that stat. Tennessee could climb up into the top 20, which is that that area you want to be in if you're going to try to win a national championship. And if Tennessee wins a national title, it'll rank there in the end because it will take that kind of defensive play. How Tennessee plays on offense will matter. You've got to score points. You have to hit shots. When teams get upset, when they get knocked out in the tournament, a lot of the time it's because the team went cold on the offensive end. But the defensive end will also play a really important role for Tennessee and how far it's able to go. And Tennessee's guards are going to need to step up and defend well, defend the ball, and eliminate outside shots, especially when Tennessee plays teams that like to shoot the ball from the outside. Colgate's going to fire up threes. Tennessee needs to make sure they are not open looks. If Tennessee plays Purdue in the Sweet 16, Purdue will be bombs away. Tennessee needs to make sure those are contested shots when they go up. That'll be really important for Tennessee as well. Coming up on Locked on Vols, your team every day, There was a big news item on Tuesday with Miami getting a quarterback transfer granted immediate eligibility. Is that something that could help Tennessee? I'll get to that coming up next as we shift the conversation to Tennessee football. Before that, I want to tell you about a big promotion coming up at DraftKings.com. With the tournament here, you have a chance to enter their big bracket battle. All you have to do is go to DraftKings.com, fill out your bracket. You're going to do that already, right? You have a chance to win tons of free prizes from DraftKings. For the first time ever, DraftKings is offering a bracket battle promotion with $64,000 in prizes. All you have to do is make sure before tip-off of the first game of the tournament on Thursday, you pick the winner of every game, every round. That's all there is to it. The best part is you can play for free with the code SWISH. It's a new code. The code is SWISH, S-W-I-S-H. You can even set up a private group for you and your friends and compete for bragging rights. Download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com now. Use code SWISH to enter the bracket battle promotion for free and compete for your share of $64,000. That's code SWISH to enter the bracket battle for free. Only at DraftKings. The game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Miami's football program received good news on Tuesday. Quarterback Tate Martell was granted immediate eligibility. The school announced that on Tuesday afternoon. Martell transferred from Ohio State to Miami. He actually made that decision when Ohio State was bringing in Justin Fields from Georgia to Ohio State. Fields has also been granted immediate eligibility. The typical rule is that if you transfer and you have not graduated, that you have to sit out a year before you're eligible. The reason this news is interesting and can relate to Tennessee is that Tennessee has brought in two transfers, defensive lineman Aubrey Solomon from Michigan and wide receiver D'Angelo Gibbs from Georgia. 
Solomon is a player that I think is really important for Tennessee to try to become eligible this year because Tennessee really needs help on the defensive line. With Solomon transferring from Michigan to Tennessee, this is me partly guessing here, but I imagine part of his waiver request is based around him getting closer to home. He's from Georgia, so moving from Michigan to Tennessee, he is absolutely closer to home. With Gibbs, I don't know exactly what the case would be. I'm not sure that he really could have gone back to Georgia. He got in some trouble there with the Bulldogs over the last couple of years. He is making the transition from defensive back to wide receiver, and Gibbs is a player that I think could add some speed to Tennessee's wide receiver group this season. So you have two Tennessee players who are seeking immediate eligibility, hoping to be able to play on the field this year. Solomon, again, I think is really important because of the need on the defensive line. Also, we have seen him, at least in the individual position groups, running with the first team. With Tennessee having to replace the entire starting defensive line from a year ago, everything is up for grabs. And it's a position group that does not have any one player coming back with a ton of experience. Emmett Gooden is going to play an important role for Tennessee. I think he is likely a starter. On Friday at practice, the top three defensive linemen appeared to be Aubrey Solomon and Emmett Gooden with Kingston Harris inside. Harris is a player that, remember, last year spent some time on the offensive line as a true freshman. So he's gone from defensive line to offensive line back to the defensive line in a potential starter's role. Now, realistically, Tennessee needs Savion Williams to come in the summer and be ready to help Tennessee right away. That's maybe going to be a must for Tennessee's defensive line. And Tennessee signed him, expecting that he can come in and help immediately. Same with Darrell Middleton. The expectation is that he can come in and help Tennessee's defensive line quickly. John Mincy should be able to help Tennessee this year. He's a player to pay attention to. We'll see how players develop along the defensive line. Matthew Butler, as a reserve player, could be somebody that Tennessee counts on. They're counting on him being ready to go this fall. But getting back to Aubrey Solomon, he's a really important player and could be a difference maker for Tennessee's defense because Solomon, a former highly touted recruit who was productive as a freshman, dealt with some injuries this past year as a sophomore at Michigan, he has, I I think, shown that he can play at a high level. That's why Tennessee brought him in. Listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said on Friday after he was asked about Aubrey Solomon and the way that he has performed so far. His These are Jeremy Pruitt's impressions on Solomon after five practices at Tennessee. You know, Aubrey's a, a guy that has done a really good job in five practices. He's improved every day. Uh, I think... Uh, you know, playing the different techniques and learning the different system. Uh, he's done a good job. Uh, you know, I think if he continues to, to work, uh, he's obviously going to, the, the more times he does it, he'll have a better understanding of, of our expectations and what we're looking for. So, um, you know, he's got to continue to work this, the rest of the spring. I can assure you if Aubrey Solomon is granted eligibility to play this fall, Jeremy Pruitt will be a little more excited that he sounds right there talking about Aubrey Solomon. It would be a big, big boost for Tennessee's defense if he can play this year. And that's why I think the Tate Martell news and Justin Fields and other players who have been given immediate eligibility, that could be a positive sign for Tennessee. There's still a guessing game here because 
right now we're kind of left in the dark in what the case is for these players to be eligible to play right away, why the NCAA is making the decision. I'm not saying it's a bad decision. We just don't know exactly what led them to make the ruling. So it's worth monitoring, and the news at Miami cannot hurt Tennessee and its chance of getting Solomon and maybe Gibbs eligible right away. I don't know if Tennessee has as good of a chance to get both guys eligible or one of the two. If one of the two were to be granted immediate eligibility, then I would think Solomon has the better chance. But Tennessee's trying for both, and Tennessee would love to have Solomon able to play this year on the defensive line and D'Angelo Gibbs added to the wide receiver group. Again, he is making a transition from the defensive backfield where he played at Georgia and Gibbs was a defensive back recruit to wide receiver, but he has some history there and he has the athleticism, appears to have the speed. There's a reason Gibbs was highly touted coming out of high school and Tennessee was in on Gibbs when he was a recruit. He ended up going to Georgia, obviously, but if the Vols can add him to a position group that's pretty deep, but may lack speed, Gibbs is a guy that can maybe help there as well. So there is no timeline. There is no timetable for a decision to come in. Miami, I don't think, knew exactly when it was going to get a ruling. It is interesting that Miami had been asked about Tate Martell this week, and then on Tuesday afternoon, the ruling comes down. Tennessee doesn't need Aubrey Solomon to be granted eligibility today. There is no game today or this week or next week. You have a few months to go, but at some point, Tennessee will need to know hey, is Solomon going to be available to play? Do we need to continue repping him with the first team? Or do we need to get other guys to play because we won't have Aubrey Solomon? Those are some things Tennessee will need to get figured out. And with the NCAA, they can sometimes take their time. They can other times rush into it. We'll find out in due time with Aubrey Solomon. But there is at least positive news elsewhere on Tuesday that can make you more hopeful as a Tennessee fan. Speaking of, coming up in the next segment of Locked on Balls, some individual game lines for the 2019 season came out according to Bet Online. What they say about the Tennessee Florida game, a big game early on in SEC play for Tennessee. I'll tell you about that coming up next on Locked on Balls, which is available five days a week on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, on your smart speaker or your smartphone. You can just say play podcast. Locked on V-O-L-S. And if you want to connect with me anytime, I'm on social media. Send me questions or comments for the show at Josh underscore Ward on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Josh Ward. There's my uh, Facebook page. Connect, comment anytime you like on Twitter and Facebook. So Bet Online put out some individual point spreads for games in the 2019 season. They were kind of the quote, big games for this upcoming year. And one of those games features Tennessee. It will be Tennessee at Florida on September 21st. Bet Online currently has Tennessee as a 14.5-point underdog against the Gators. That number seemed a little bit high to me when it came out. I thought it would probably be in the low teens. I did expect Florida to be a double-digit favorite, and I think it probably will be when these two teams play. Remember, this is right now. This is not the week of September 21st. Tennessee will have three games before going to play Florida. Tennessee will open against Georgia State on August 31st, then host BYU and Chattanooga before going to Gainesville to take on the Gators. Last season, Florida did come to Knoxville and beat Tennessee by 26 points. 
if they had played the next week, Tennessee would not have been a 26-point underdog against Florida. Would have been an underdog, though. And it's a reminder, a little bit of a reminder at least, of where Florida's program is and where Tennessee's program is and where it's trying to get to. Tennessee is trying to get to a point that Florida is right now. Florida is going into the 2019 season with a championship on its mind. Florida is going to try to upset Georgia and win the SEC East. The point spread for the Georgia-Florida game, again, right now, is Georgia by four. So the odds makers look at the gap between Georgia and Florida and see it being much closer than the gap between Florida and Tennessee. Tennessee is coming off a 5-7 and seven season. This is going to be a, a really interesting year leading up to the start of the season in figuring out what Tennessee is because the ESPN, FPI, and the numbers from Football Outsiders, the S&P Plus numbers from Bill Connolly, they both have Tennessee as a top 25 team, but they also have Tennessee playing a bunch of top 25 teams. So the perception around Tennessee looks pretty good right now with what Tennessee has coming back and what the potential for Tennessee's football team to be this year, but the potential for Florida is pretty good. And Mississippi State, which is coming to Knoxville, we'll see what South Carolina is. You know that the Alabama and Georgia games are going to be really difficult. The odds makers are very high on Georgia with the Bulldogs being nine-point favorites against Auburn, four-point favorites against Florida. Florida's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in the opener against Miami. Miami's coming off a tough season and has the coaching change, but they appear to think Florida can be pretty good. Florida looks like it would be an underdog in two games this season against Georgia and then on the road against LSU. Right now, the Tigers would be slight favorites against Florida. And this is just one projection. This is in the middle of March, and it's from Bet Online. But the odds maker saying Florida would be a 14.5 point favorite against Tennessee, which is a reminder Tennessee has work to do. Tennessee needs to prove itself still. Tennessee is coming off back to back seasons, finishing last in the SEC East. So while there is the potential that is there for Tennessee with all the players coming back, there is the hope of someone like Aubrey Solomon being granted eligibility to help Tennessee's defense. Last week, Jeremy Pruitt was talking about how much work the Tennessee defense has to do. And on the defensive line, it's a big question mark. In the defensive backfield, we're still waiting to see how players will develop. And linebacker, we're waiting to see how much depth Tennessee truly has. And will newcomers be able to help Tennessee right away? And then on the offensive line, will a couple of freshmen be able to help how will that line come together? I think Tennessee's two biggest question marks are probably the offensive and defensive lines. In the SEC, that can spell trouble, and that's why there is a question mark around Tennessee going up against teams like Florida. So if I'm Jeremy Pruitt, I don't know how much he'll use something like that for motivation, but I would, at some point, maybe Craig Fitzgerald is the guy, but you say to your players, they think you're a 14-point underdog against Florida. You lost to them by 26 at home in Knoxville this past year. Go prove that you're better than that. And Tennessee has a long way to go before it will have an opportunity to about six months, six months from uh, Thursday, in fact. Tennessee will play at Florida. Right now, though, with Tennessee at spring break, they'll get back. They'll get back to work on the practice field. They'll get back to the weight room, and the work needs to be put in. Tennessee should not lack motivation in trying to get ready for this upcoming season. 
Coming up the next couple of days, I'll continue to get you ready for Tennessee and Colgate and Tennessee in the start of the tournament. We'll hear more from what people think about Tennessee and the South region with the Vols trying to make a run at a Final Four. This weekend, it would be Colgate and then Cincinnati or Iowa on Sunday. You take it a weekend at a time, a game at a time, but really a weekend at a time as well in trying to advance in the NCAA tournament. So more Tennessee Hoops talk coming up tomorrow. Uh, Pay attention to Kentucky and P.J. Washington. News came out on Tuesday that Washington has been in a walking boot and his status for the tournament is all of a sudden up in the air. That would obviously have a big impact on the Midwest region where Kentucky is a two-seed, but uh, not good news there for the Kentucky Wildcats. I hope he's able to go. I hope he plays. I don't want to see anybody miss time in the NCAA tournament. But big news with a Tennessee rival that came out on Tuesday afternoon. Remember to download and subscribe as well as rate and review the show if you do have time to support Locked On Vols. Thanks so much for hanging out here today, and I'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Vols.